All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players broadcast. It's episode 85, people. Layups in Las Vegas. LeBron James supports his son in an AAU game, and the media goes crazy. What is wrong with this world, people? The Clippers have been rumored that they might be changing their name. I'm not buying it. It's not happening. We're the red, white, and blue. Why would you want to change that? And Jeremy Lin, with your Harvard education, $50 million in the bank, 10-year NBA career, save me those crocodile tears. We are not buying it. It's a follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the fucking intro music. Excuse me. Didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. Episode 85, Drew and I just came back from happy hour, so ex- excuse us if I slur a little bit. <laughs> we didn't have, you know, I, I, I came to a stalemate this afternoon when I was coming up with what we're going to talk about this evening, oh. and I literally was like, there is nothing to talk about. This is the boringest time in NBA basketball. Yep. There's a few things going on, which we will get into, but anyways, we decided to go to happy hour, chop it up. I might have had one too many, Did you? but I, I don't know. I think I'm fine. I think you're all right. The dead season is upon us for the NBA. This is literally the the weeks that, you know, very few things happen. Everyone's already signed. And if things do happen, the media blows it out of proportion, and we're going to talk about what they blew out of proportion this week. Well, just as an example, ESPN put out their number one Quidditch team. Seriously? If you, if you had to do it with NBA players. What is that? What is Quidditch? Quidditch is from the, world, it's from the world of Harry Potter. So it's literally not a game. <laughs> Seriously? It's literally not I've never seen a Harry Potter. sport. People play it on the ground, but in Harry Potter, it happens on broomsticks. These 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 guys are flying around on broomsticks and it's such such a dry week that ESPN put out there. That's their what they're number talking one about Quidditch. I team. see I cancel cable during the summer. Like I only get cable when uh NBA season starts. So like I have Hulu and Netflix and uh you know that's what I have right now. And yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I'm not watching any sports. Nothing. That's re- that's really what they're talking that about. That is what's happening. That's horrific. I mean, dude. in my world, I'm a huge Liverpool fan. For we those know that this. don't, I mean, for those that don't know, Liverpool soccer, like Liverpool FC, till I die, <laughs> you never walk alone. So I'm looking forward to August 9th, which is the opening of the Premier League season, which is the only thing that's getting me through these weeks, because we still got several more weeks and months before the NBA tips off. But we're going to fill it up. We're, we're, we're going to fill up some content. We are going to fill it but up. But we wanted help from our listeners, too. We got some good ideas today. We're going to talk about them. We're going to get into a couple things. But first and foremost, Drew, you got to give the people what they want. Episode 85. Whose episode is it going to be? What is it, dude? 1985 was a was a pretty good year. Uh, do, do you know off the top of your head who was the number one overall draft pick I have in no idea, but you can give me a... He went to Georgetown. Georgetown. Patrick, Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It was a big hint. Yeah, well, Georgetown, Patrick Ewing. He was the. I mean, he that was, was that, so coveted. It was that, unreal. That was like the the cold envelope thing, like the whole conspiracy that. Oh yeah. They that the NBA, you know, put the envelope for Patrick for the Knicks in the in the fridge or the freezer, and then put it in there so that Stern, when he pulled it out for the draft, opened it up. He could feel that it was cold, and then it would be the Knicks. Interesting. Uh, Patrick Ewing went number one overall in 1985. Do you know who went number two? Give me a hint. 
I don't, I don't, I'm not super familiar with this man. You're not? But his name is awesome. His name is awesome. I'm just going to say it because okay. I don't, I don't have any hints. Really? Wayman Tisdale. Wayman Tisdale. God bless his soul. Yeah. Wayman, the saxophone Tisdale. Wayman, is it really Wayman Tisdale? Number two. Dude, he was a hooper. You got me all excited. Phoenix Suns. Dude was I remember a, him in the NBA, but okay. I don't remember him like what where he went to college. Wayman Wayman was dope, bro. Yeah. And he actually was a, a very good He released like a jazz album, yeah. did he not? Yeah, yeah. yeah and he yeah. actually passed away a few years ago, a very young age. I don't know what it what it was from, but Wayman was a was a was a gentleman, was a really nice dude and could play basketball. And he could uh I mean, I was gonna say tickle the ivory, but that's for piano players. That is, yeah. There's no ivory. I don't on know. The saxophone. I don't know. And I mean, you could have an ivory saxophone, I suppose, could. but it's a, it's a wood instrument. They call it the wood the reeds. Is that what it is? There's a wooden reed that goes in to the saxophone to oh, make that vibration everything. happen. Uh, yeah, dude, saxophones are, are a wind instrument. I suppose is what you would call that. Okay, but so that was the number two pick. Wayman, the wind instrument. His hey, respect. Put some respect on his. That name, is a bro. respectful okay. thing to say. All right. Um, so Patrick Ewing, okay. Wayman Tisdale, love it. 1985 uh, NBA draft, and then we dip into um, 1985 players born in 1985. This is probably going to be a good one. Well, we got a lot of players that are still active in the NBA in this list. This okay. is really when we're starting to hit a lot so of. They're, dudes they're 34 that are still, years old, right? Mm-hmm. So you got Lamarcus Aldridge, Trevor Ariza, Marcus Saul, Dwight Howard, Sean Livingston, Paul Millsap, Joakim Noah, Chris Paul. Mm. J.R. Smith, Josh Josh Smith, who's mm. who's in the big three now, uh, Swaggy P, Nick okay. Young, Al Jefferson, and Monte Ellis, who's like trying to make a comeback right now. And he was balling. I saw him at some free runs. Monte looks great. He does. He looks really good. Um, and yeah, so the, these guys are all 34 and still bouncing around the league, most of them. Uh, of that list, you know, the one that stands out to me, um, you know, is is Chris Paul. Mm. We, we've never done a Chris Paul episode. We've talked about I mean, him so much, though. I feel like I've said Chris Paul's name so many times. Right. Uh, we. I mean, Patrick Ewing. We, we've definitely. We've, we've never done a Patrick Ewing episode. No. So, I mean, when I look at the list in its entirety, the only one that would be even you know close to the career that Patrick Ewing had is Chris Paul. And you know, Patrick never won a championship. And- Poor Patrick just had to be in the East and like. And had to go against the Bulls every single freaking year. And Patrick played in the time where it was literally the best centers ever to play. He had to go against Akeem and Shaq and David Robinson and Rick Smith, who used to eat him up too. You know what I mean? Like Alonzo Mourning. Like he was, he, he just. That was the big man era. That was, man. And unfortunately, he had Mike to go up against. And they had their shot. You remember the missed layup he had? A little I finger do. roll off the, off the back of the. You a know, shot that he's hit a thousand a million times. Yeah, yeah, a thousand times in in games in the NBA. And guys, like seriously, Patrick Ewing coming out in '85. That was the big. That was the Luau Cinder. That was you know the he Zion the Williamson. Deal. That was the guy. Yeah. Um. So I think it should be his episode. I mean, we we you know with 33. We I think we probably went with Scottie Pippen on that episode, or you know somebody else. What number was Patrick? 33. Okay. Yeah. So I think this is a good episode for us to down. you know tip the cap. Patrick Ewing is the head coach of Georgetown now. So full circle, mm-hmm. this will be his second, uh, second or third year head coach. Good for him. And he's got our boy Mac McClung. I love Mac. Forty-six inch vert, white boy I Mac McClung. That. Did you see the dude today that I posted on our page? Yeah, the sixty-four inch vert, standing sixty-four inch vert. He jumped his height. He literally was standing there, and his head was at the top of where he jumped. I was so shocked at it. It's all. I thought over. it was going to be a fail video. I like thought it was going to be fail, down. but there's also like. 
a little like bench in front of him, and I'm, I thought he was just gonna jump up on that, and then he went four levels Way higher, higher on all those forty-five plates that he put. Drew up. sixty-four inches is almost six feet. That's all, I mean, think of seven, seventy. Or no, excuse me. Here goes my math. Oh God damn it! <laughs> it's okay. God damn it! Five times twelve is sixty. Mm-hmm. So it's five feet four inches okay, that he jumped you. in the air. And the guy, the guy could not have been taller than like five six. No, dude. He, when I was looking at him, than that. when I was looking at him, I mean, he he probably was. I mean, mm-hmm. in order for, to jump that high. But when I was looking, maybe it was the camera angle because when I was looking at it, it looked like he was almost the same size as what he was jumping onto which either was way bro guinness world record 64 inches he did standing standing unbelievable now can he dunk a basketball that's what somebody so <laughs> i got so many dms saying i wonder if he could dunk yeah you know, like yes. i think he can probably dunk a basketball because after he did that he did a standing a like a backflip like like out of nowhere like it was no big deal Just like well quick back backflip after that the celebration backflip that was wild but uh mac mcclung yes. for all those people uh, that don't know him, uh, check check out the Big East this year. He's he's gonna be a sophomore this year. He's gonna be a problem. You think he can go pro though? That's the guy, that's gonna be his problem is because Too he small. needs he needs to either well no I because of his athleticism mm-hmm. the height shouldn't really be an issue. It it will be handles right because if he he is small so it'll he'll have to be able to handle the ball. Uh, and it'll be shooting, right? I'd That's like him what to it'll be, come down to. Okay, I'm with you on that. You're right. I'd like him to be like a four year, a four year player. I think it's the only way it's going to work for I him. I think that's the only way it's going to work for him too. I mean, unless he just breaks out and starts having 25 point seasons. Um, and in in Georgetown's system and in the Big East in general, they don't run the ball up and down the floor that much. They usually have kind of like mid 70s games. So mm-hmm. I don't expect him to you know drop 25 points a game. But if he can get up into the 20s, bro, I mean, his, his athleticism, he'll be a professional athlete. He just might not make it to the NBA. But that's that's the fun part about college, right? Like with these guys that we're always kind of taking a peek at, can they make it? Can they make the leap from, you know, actual leap, you know, pardon the pun, he, from the from NCAA to the, to the college? He'll be fine overseas, too. Though. Oh, like he can go overseas thing. and have a great career. Overseas, he's, he'll, he'll, be, right. he'll be a pro for, for right. 12, 15 years. No problem. I'm with that. Yeah. So we're giving it to Patrick? Yeah. I'm with that, dude. Patrick Ewing, your episode, bro. You're famous now. You may not be a champion episode in real 85. life, but you're a champion on, on this broadcast. Shout okay? out to you, Pat. Uh, all right, dude. So I'm look, as I'm looking at my notebook, yeah, which I love to fill up with, in, with infinites. In, infinites amount. An infinite amount. An infinite amount of of, of uh, a copious amount a copious amount of topics topics i have zero i have a blank page um <coughs> sim- simply because again there's nothing going on but a couple things happened this week that i think we should talk about and mm. the first and foremost what everybody's talking about is lebron james being LeBron at james. Bronny's games first first we said that Bronny was going to catch a body in the next two weeks yeah and he's getting. It looks like it's he's close. He's throwing down easy in the game. Now I feel like people are getting out of the way. Now they don't just to let him go. I think. I think some kids don't want to get, you know, dunked on. Most kids, most kids, especially in today's like world, don't want to be on a viral video getting dunked on. That's like the nightmare for a fourteen-year-old. So I think most kids are going to be like when he's coming down the lane. Uh, let me just go ahead and. Or duck I want to be here. that kid that's going to beat his shit up for trying sure. to dunk on me, and then let that ha- you know. But it's AAU, and there he's not playing against a bunch of you know six, you know eight, six ten, right, you know seven yet. footers that would actually challenge right. that. So he still hasn't caught a body, mm-hmm. but. LeBron, but I said two weeks though. It's only been one. week. It's only been one week. Okay. LeBron is in full dad's Dude, dad form right now. Look, I want to, I and I love it. Okay, I love it. 
Like, how are we going to, like, we sit here and we criticize deadbeat dads. And then when you have a dad, I mean, we don't criticize deadbeat dads. We both have great fathers. I come from a family. You come from a family. You meant culturally. Are, we, culturally, we yeah. sit here and we, we, we rip on people that don't take care of their kids. And, like, then we see the biggest athlete in the world, literally, the biggest athlete in the world, the biggest star in the world, who, who goes to almost every one of his kids' games. As many as you can possibly and, get to. And... To have, think about this, bro. Think about your AAU team and Kobe, like Kobe's sons on your team, and Kobe's at every one of your games, inspiring, talking to you. Like LeBron is a part of not just Brawny, like he's a big part of that whole team. Yeah. These kids look up to him. Uh, you know, I've been reading a whole bunch of articles of one of the kids on the team who's like, dad bounced out four years ago, and LeBron has been like a father, a father figure to him. So for those that aren't necessarily completely in, enraptured with or live the, in a fucking cave, in the, in the Instagram stories and Facebook posts and all this stuff, LeBron, LeBron's son, Bronny has been, you know, playing a lot of AAU games and recently LeBron joined the layup line, right? So that's that's really where this all started along with his celebrating on the sidelines in games. Um and people are trying to make a big deal about this like as if LeBron is like distracting from you know the actual game. Now let's get this. Let's get one thing straight here. Bronny and his team are playing probably two to four games a day. Right. When you're in the AAU, now that's like, especially if you're in a Vegas tournament, that's what you're doing. So LeBron is supporting his son, and if he feels like joining the layup line, imagine the thrill for all of those kids that aren't LeBron James's son to be like they can't afford a Laker ticket to go to a game. Right. And, and and to be the opposing team, and you're like, dude, that's LeBron, that's LeBron, LeBron James. James right there. He's dunking on the basketball that I'm going to be playing on the court that I'm going to be playing on. Everyone's blown this out of proportion simply because there's just LeBron haters in the world. Um, I used to be one of them. I probably would. You're I, still low key, a little one. I I I don't hate LeBron. I, I that I've released myself from that. I definitely like ten years ago was entrenched in that. <laughs> But it's very similar to like Tim Duncan for me, where like as age goes on, there's nothing but respect. I mean, I can't. How can you look at what LeBron has done as an as an NBA player, basketball player, a human, and be like, you know, fuck this guy? Like, right. that, I mean, come on. There like, are what, people that actually do that, which though, is Drew. insane, right? Which is insane, right. right? So yes, I you know, I do I love LeBron? No, I don't love LeBron. He's a Laker fan, so I'm gonna be on the team with you he's know, a Laker, not a Laker fan. Excuse me, yeah, pardon me. I mm-hmm. I, I was trying to say as a Laker mm-hmm. fan. Uh, you know, I, I I'm gonna support my team. He's on my team. We have a really nice roster. All I want to do is see him, you know, be happy in this offseason, resting. And yeah, bro, I love I I love seeing his head at the rim. 34 years old. I love seeing him do whatever he wants in a layup line in like some like what was he wearing? Like Tim, it was probably some Nikes. Obviously. It was probably some Lebrons. But, but yeah, right. it was most likely but, Lebrons. But my the whole the whole thing that's getting overblown is like somehow people are trying to say that he's trying to uh, distract or draw attention away from what is happening on the court here with his son, and, and it's quite the opposite. He's clearly drawing attention to what's happening there now. Like Lebron needs any like some people said. He's he's trying to you know to be in the spotlight and and uh, you know uh, bask in his fame and like try to t- I I just don't see that I don't see it at all. What it brings what it what it reminds me of a little bit and and you got we have to take a we have to take a little bit of a step back here okay. but it reminds me a little bit of like what we had with Drake during the playoffs for Toronto and I only mean that in a fan perspective like I understand LeBron James's son is on the team. But nobody really should be walking out onto the court 
during any basketball game. So that's the one thing that I will kind of be critical about LeBron for. Dude, celebrate. Please celebrate the kids on your team. But when something happens and he feels the need or like he feels like he can cross that threshold, several times he's done this where something good will happen for his son or for his son's team, and he'll literally just walk onto the floor. That I have a problem with that. When Drake does it, I have a problem with that with anybody that does it, whether it's LeBron or whether it's my own mom or dad who does it. Like I would be like, dude, get off the court. But again, this is what people nitpick at. I'm not going to fault LeBron for being a, a fantastic father. Right. He looks like a great dad. Uh, and it looks like his son loves when he does it. You know, the issue that would come down to me is like if Bronny's out there being like, "Dad, like stop," like he's don't not do that. though. That's my point. So they bring- if, if Bronny had a problem with it and LeBron was still doing it, then that would be a bigger issue for me than him just celebrating and enjoying I'm, the moment. I'm pretty sure if Bronny told him, "Yo, pops, this is I, I don't dig it," I think LeBron would take a step back. LeBron would be ghost. I think that we have to look at the full picture. Look, Le- LeBron came from a single mother household; like he never had a father. His father never got to come watch, never watched him play. Right? You know, he missed out on that. I think we can all see, thank thanks to social media, that dude, it's not a front. LeBron is a great dad. LeBron he, he is a family man. Right. Taco Tuesday is a real thing in their household. And to be, because we, you know, we heard a lot of stories about Michael Jordan wasn't the, wasn't the best father. You know what I mean? wasn't around, wasn't present. You know, when his kids needed to be there, and or when his kids needed him to be there. I think it sets a really great example. And I just, you know, Jason Whitlock brought something up today where he was talking like there was that one thing. There was that one time when Paul Pierce and and LeBron James got in a little scuffle under the rim. Uh, I don't. I remember what year. I think it was 08 or something like that. And LeBron told his mom to, because his mom stood up and started chirping at Paul Pierce, and he said, "Sit your ass down." You know, like I got this. Right. And so he brought that up, right? And I'm like, I just think this is so different. Like, it's a really, just a really good look, dude. The biggest player on the planet is there. He wants to get the crowd high, be with his team, and do do layup lines. And here's the other thing to this, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody that's there, that's watching this AAU game, not. All of them have nothing to do with the kids on the floor, pretty much, except for the parents, right? So everybody else is there because they want to see LeBron James, because they want to see LeBron James' kid be in a game and see what he's going to do. And everyone has their phone out, right? So it's a spectacle in itself. The AAU gym is packed to the gills to watch LeBron James play a game. And it has everything to do with everybody else, not so much to do with the fact that LeBron James has a son who wants to play basketball. Like AAU tournaments, when I used to play them in Vegas and Houston, Los Angeles, all over the country, most of the time the gym is not full yeah. because there's 150 games happening all across you know the city in all different gyms. And sometimes you're in a small like middle school gym. Sometimes you're in a high school gym. Sometimes you're on a bigger gym. Most people go because that's their child or that's their sibling or that's someone that they know or something along those lines. People are showing up that are trying to get content from this. So they can't, you can't fish for content and then also be critical about the content that you get because you're, you're watching a 15 year old play AAU, bro. That's what we're doing. I'm with you on that. Let's not, let's not think for a second that LeBron didn't know going into those two line layups that everybody in the world is going to know what he's you know what I mean what he's doing and yeah we all got to take a look at at his off the off the backboard dunk and be like holy shit dude he can do whatever he's still doing it like he's still doing it at 34 he has a lot I don't want to say to prove this year but he wants to show everybody dude I'm still the man see so I think he does have a lot to prove this year I mean, and, did I just say that or no? Did I say he didn't have a? I you said, said you didn't. I don't think he you, uh, he doesn't have a lot to prove. Is what you said? No, 
for legacy wise, oh, this no, year, his legacy set. Yes, this year he has a lot to prove. I think I think for himself, right, he has a lot to prove to people because that survey came out, you know, a, a couple weeks back. Uh, you know, the NBA or somebody asked a couple different, you know, collection of coaches and GMs and players, you know, who's the who's the number one player in the NBA? LeBron didn't get a single vote. Right? Seriously? Not one single vote. Zero? Not one single vote. So who vote. the fuck is voting, dude? That this, is some but this bullshit. Is, but this to is me. my point. And this it's is bullshit. why I kind of I kind of like this because I want LeBron to have going to light a fire. I want LeBron ass. to have some vengeance. I mean, the man averaged 28 8 and 8 last season, or 27 8 and 8, something like that. Better than he did like 8 years ago, bro. <clears throat> and and what oh I want, God. I want him to be upset because he's going to have a full, for the first time in 10 seasons. He's going to have a full off season. He's not playing USA basketball. He wasn't in the playoffs like he he got to actually recoup, Chill. recover and then collect. And now he's I I think I think, you know, as a Laker fan, I'm hoping, but I think, you know, just as a fan of basketball in general, I think he's teeing himself up for a ridiculously amazing season. So, all these people that are like talking about oh Kawhi, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, what here's the chatter. Giannis, you know, James Harden how I I know for a fact that he, he he has an ego when it comes to this. I mean, no one goes through their entire life being called King King James without some kind of ego on that. Uh, and so I think because of that, he's going to come out and be like, you know what? Fuck everybody. I don't else. think you're the only person that thinks that. We've heard. Of, I mean, you know what I mean. I get what you're saying. We're not. I, that's why I'm not out here talking shit about the Clippers. You haven't heard me say once like what you know going out here talking shit. LeBron is still LeBron, and. With rest, like we've seen, you know, we saw Kawhi do it last year. Like, dude, a healthy LeBron going into this season is a problem. The only thing that, that you know, that we need to find out is how the chemistry is going to work on that squad. You know, what's going to happen? And we're not going to know until this fucking season starts, right. dude. And we can all, we can, you know, I just think this whole thing of blowing this whole layup line is out of proportion is because we have nothing else to talk about. Well, so here's so, that's exactly right. And so <laughs> and, and so here you and I are talking about it because mm -hmm. we want to defend LeBron, right? We both are aligned on this. Like, dude, everybody relax, bro. This is his son. Right. It's the summertime. He's having fun. His son is starting to become an unbelievable basketball player. And as, as a father, like, that has to be one of the most exciting things ever, right? Especially, like... You, dude, if 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 you know if you if your father somewhere out there built houses, and he was building houses for his entire career, and all of a sudden you were like, you know what, Dad, I want to start building some houses, and you built your first like whatever, like a bench or a chair or something like that, your dad would be fucking hyped, homie. He would be hyped. This is this is why I can resonate. I it resonates with me because I've said this to so many people. My, if I told my father tomorrow that I want to sell yarn for a living, like pops, yarn is hot right now. I really think I can make a lot of money selling selling yarn. Yeah, my dad and my mom would be like, "All right, Ian, we're we're gonna back you a hundred a hundred percent, right? And we're gonna help you, and we're gonna make that happen for you, help right. you with it." LeBron never had that. You know what I mean? He didn't have that. He had to work his ass off, and I, you know. I see Bron we see Brawny getting better every every single he puts the work in. I think his dad you know lets him know that this isn't going to be easy. You're not going to make it to the NBA just cuz you're my son. Just cuz your name is LeBron. You James. know Michael Jordan's son played basketball too. Michael Jordan had several sons. Right? Okay. That, that never made it to the NBA. Right. Right? Cuz name alone doesn't get you there. That's Agreed. what we know. That is what we know. You have to put in the work. You have to be uh, an elite athlete 
in order to make yourself a, you know, an NBA player. And don't you think, think about this really quick, and I, I want to get off LeBron for a minute because right. I, I think we're spending too much time on it, but that we see in LeBron that he is still a kid at heart. Like his he love loves for the, the game, he yeah. loves the, his passion for the game and his love for the game. He he will be the first person to tell you that his high school years were the greatest years of his life. Right. That's what that's how we. I have chills saying this, dude, because I'm flashing back the greatest years of my life were playing basketball every day with my best friends, right. and all that mattered was basketball until the bullshit comes in with the money and the endorsements and the cameras and everybody's fucking on you, and it takes a special person like LeBron who's been dealing with this since he was 16. And he, I think he's paved the way to show Brawny because Brawny's going through it right now. Brawny, once he set up an Instagram, had a million followers in an hour and a half. Unbelievable. So I think Brawny's learning a lot from LeBron because, again, LeBron had to go through all this. And he, he remained humble, dog. He did remain humble. And Brawny seems like a pretty humble dude, too. And I think what we need to really take into consideration is that LeBron does keep family first, like family's first with him. And how how can we possibly fault him for that? Right. So all the all the negative talk about it, like I said, uh, this is good. What LeBron is doing is good. He's there for his son. He doesn't have to be in Vegas right now, like watching shitty AAU basketball. Yeah, we see the highlights of LeBron James Jr. dunking a basketball every once in a while, but a lot of those games are probably pretty fucking shitty. To and we'd watch. like to see LeBron James Jr. dunking a basketball and see his dad go celebrating. Crazy the, that's that's what summertime summertime hoops is. What it's all about. Everybody, get over yourself. Yeah, get over yourself. It's it. This is a good thing. Yeah, for- but LeBron haters are still going to be like, well, uh. The, the decision, though. The decision was... Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That shit's over, bro. Yeah. So, Bron, we, we, you know, you got support over here from Clips and Drew. We do. Keep doing it, man. And and honestly, you know, jump in some more layup lines. Get get, the, get, get people riled up. Yo, he looks good, though. He does bro. look good. Looks so good. Um. So, the next thing that I wanted to talk to oh, you what about... Oh, what do you... Drew, what do you got to talk about? Now, I don't... You, you, can, you can help me validate whether or not this is true. Oh, okay. But over this last week, mm-hmm. it, it was reported. Oh, is this the Clipper shit right now? It's been reported that Steve Ballmer has been toying nope. around with renaming no. your beloved no. Clippers. No, no, no. Would you? Here's here's my first question. Okay, if if mm-hmm. the Clippers are renamed mm-hmm. a different team, mm-hmm. would you change your name? If they no. if they were renamed, you know, the Condors. Nope. Would you be Would you be Condo Condor? Condo? Condo 555? Condo? That shit would not work. <laughs> hey, Drew, sh- don't do that, bro. No, but I want to... Is this a real thing? No, like, I, I want to know if you know about more about this. Yeah, I do know more about I, I, I mean, first of all, let's get the wording right. He said he would consider doing that, okay? And I, I believe in any business or anything you run, like, yeah, I'll consider it if, if the fans want it, if it works for us, you know, financially, like, whatever. I don't... I don't see him doing that at all. I think it's people have been asking me for the past few days about it. And I'm like, look, our colors are red, white, and blue. Why would you want to give up any better colors than that? If we win the chip or get close to the chip this year or next year, not saying we're going to win it, but if we get close, like, first of all, if we win and I get my tattoo and it says Clippers on me and you change it to the fucking like the duckies or you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be really upset. I think Clipper Nation will let him know. Like we have to keep this name. We've, you know, we've spent our careers like building this and building to this moment, and then like we're gonna change it, right? You know. Well, I, I, what I want to do is mm-hmm. I want to I want to look back at the only teams that I can think of that have ever changed their name, mm-hmm. 
and and it typically has to do with them moving cities, right? right? Especially concerning the NBA. The only team that changed their name literally and stayed the same was the Bobcats, who were once the Hornets that left for New Orleans, right? So, uh, Charlotte Hornets. What about the Sonics, the Supersonics. Uh, no, this is my point. It's, okay. it's all about it has everything to do with with leaving, okay. right? But but the, what I'm get, what I'm getting to is the only team to stay in a location and rename themselves is the Charlotte Bobcats, okay. Okay. right? Because Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans. Then the expansion team comes to Charlotte and calls themselves the Charlotte Bobcats. Then after the Hornets rebrand themselves, that's the only two that's ever happened, uh, New Orleans rebrands themselves as the Pelicans and then vacates the name Hornets for the Charlotte Hornets. And then Bobcats go away and now they're the Charlotte Hornets and the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm. Those are the only two examples of teams that are you know, stationary and changing their name. Everything else, the Sonics is a great example that you brought up. They were the Seattle Supersonics and now they're the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, and and you know the Grizzlies kept their name because... There ain't no grizzly bears in Memphis. No, but they were the, not. they it's were too the Van- hot for bears. They were the Vancouver Grizzlies, right. and now they're the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. And they kept their name. But Atlanta are are the Atlanta Hawks. But that team started in St. Louis and they were the St. Louis Blackhawks. And they relocated to Atlanta and now they're the Hawks. Like so every relocation typically spurns a you know a, a name change. I, I, I think it this- would be very abnormal for the Clippers who have been in you know, they we were, were the Buffalo, were the Buffalo Braves. to San Diego, right. to Los Angeles. Like right. we've just we've spent too long being the Clippers, and now that we are finally the Clippers, and we we have a legitimate shot of, of making some big noise in the NBA. There's no reason. I think Ballmer, who is you know, a lot has happened in the past month for the Clippers. Okay, you know, we got two of the biggest free agents in the world. We just finally released what our arena is going to look like, yeah, which was amazing. Okay, and they say it's going to be the best in the world, and I believe it. Balmer is a fucking saint, dude. There, I, if there's a necklace that I could wear with Saint Balmer on it, <laughs> I will wear it. Okay, this That's guy funny. has legitimately changed everything for our franchise, and I think during all of this hype, I'm sure he got asked, you know, by some reporter, would you, right. you know, if you're if you're moving arenas, finally getting out of the lake right. of shadow and whatnot, would you? change the name and i'll i'll guarantee you this clipper nation won't let him change the name well but here's here's the if i'm i'm gonna play devil's advocate okay, here do because it. the idea is that with with a rebranding and a renaming you kind of shed yourself of you know the shitty history that the clippers have had their entire franchise okay. history and it also sheds the donald sterling stuff right because he was the owner for for as long as i can remember i mean since they were in san diego i believe maybe maybe no, he, he bought him in san diego yeah so so there there's an aspect to changing your name and rebranding yourself that would be nice yeah, and but refreshing. why are we gonna do it after all these years like we're gonna do it because of the lakers nah my fuck that my point that i was gonna bring up is if if that was gonna happen why wouldn't he have done it right when he bought the team right right like buy the team shed all that all that dead weight from the past you know rebrand yourself remove yourself from the Donald Sterling stuff and then and then change the name and but go I think forward we have, but now we, now you're fine. I think we have we have rebranded. You have We've name recognition as the Clippers, right? 100% rebranded, dude. I don't think people under like the the reason why the Clippers were a shit have were a shitty franchise for so long is because we had a racist owner <laughs> who didn't want to pay players. Right. And he got paid more money when they lost. This is why we were bad. It's not that like 
And yeah, we had a really bad. I mean, Elgin Baylor wasn't the greatest general manager. We dry, we didn't. He was we didn't, terrible. Yeah, but we didn't. Sterling didn't hire the right people right. to be in the right positions to make the right choices. This is why we were bad. It was because of an owner. Thank you, Jesus, for whatever that whatever the hell that broad's name was that got Sterling on tape saying what he said. Yeah. Thank you. She is the savior of the of the franchise. If that shit didn't happen, well it's Balmer, but yeah, she was yeah, she she started the whole ball rolling down the hill. I mean, cuz Balmer's the savior, right? Cuz No, but he's the it would Balmer wouldn't be in his position if that didn't happen. I totally agree. Okay. But my point being that you could have ended up with any number of billionaires that could have that, right. that might have purchased the Clippers, but we got the you, right you one. You could have ended up with some random ass dude right. or some Chinese guy that doesn't mm-hmm. know the game or whatever right. it is. You ended up really with the ideal the persona, one. and and it all really worked out great for you. I mean, you guys are now in in I would say the glory days of, and we haven't even we don't know that we single, don't know that no, but no, no, no. I just mean over the last since he's been an owner, right? You're in the glory days of your franchise. I mean, you're making the playoffs every year. You've you've been competitive since he's been an owner. Uh, he's he has put people in place. The, the one thing that the Clippers have always lacked, like you brought up, is is lack of personnel, especially in the front office. And so he is he what he has done is hired the right people and entrusted them to do the job that they're hired for, and has been kind of hands off, other than the fact that he wants to pay the bills and win. He has gone and said, "I will pay. Just tell me what I owe. You're the best one. Cool." You're the best one? Cool. I'll pay you what you want. And all and we, he wants is those courtside seats under the basket, which is unlike most other owners, too, because he went under the basket. Most owners want to be like Joe Lacob. Right on, I want my feet on the floor. Mm-hmm. Or they want the box. Uh, other than Cuban, Mark Cuban, he he's the on only the one. He's the only one that I know that doesn't sit like right on courtside or in the box. Like He sits under the basket alongside the Clippers bench. Which is a random place for him to, to sit. Maybe he likes the view there. I don't know, but it is—it's a strange place for a guy to sit who owns the entire building, <laughs> you know, like who owns the whole franchise. So, uh, shout out to Steve Ballmer. I'm—I'm I'm interested to see what what seats he takes in the new arena. That, I, that'll be fun. Well, I hope we're still doing the show at that time. When is? 2024. When is 2024. Right. Okay, so I was gonna. So five years out. Yeah, and it's gonna. And again, like it's uh, it's also huge for Los Angeles. Like Los Angeles. Uh, what do they call them? Angelonians? Is that what is that what they're Angelos? Los Angelians? Angelos, <laughs> I like. I like that. <laughs> um, but yo, he's in the heart of Inglewood, where the Lakers used to play, like yeah. uh, creating jobs. And again, guys, you got to understand, dude. Like when I was working for the Clippers, when I was a ball boy for you know ten years, like where Staples Center is now, you could not go down there. 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you couldn't walk around the streets. And right. now we got lofts, Wolfgang pucks, like high rises going high rises, everywhere. like uh, big time shit, big time, big time, big time, slap shit. the base, slap of the base. Um, and, and you know, it's going to change a lot of shit for Los Angeles. So back to your original question, nah, like as soon as it came up, I said, there's no way he's going to change it. There's right. no way, especially, especially if we win a chip. Oh no. Then yeah. it's done. It's a wrap, dude. Yeah. No, that's our brand. Like, like I'm saying, I think the time, the time for that, if there was going to be a time, has passed. It, it would have been ten years ago. My point, like it, when we could have moved to to Anaheim, right? Like that's when I would understand, or at least being the Anaheim Clippers. But there should be no reason to change any colors. There should be no reason to change any name. Like you got to change your damn mascot. Okay, the, the mascot. The mascot's it's, it's a catastrophe. Not everybody has a has a mascot though. It's a it's a catastrophe. No, you know what the mascot is? Is Clipper Daryl, dude. And I I got to keep fielding messages about Clipper Daryl. Look, 
I respect Clipper Daryl's fanhood. I know he's a Clipper fan. But he's extra, way too extra, bro. He's trying to be way too much. Mm-hmm. I respect his fanhood, but I would never want Clipper Daryl on my show. Why is that? Just, it's, I, look, dude, I've said this plenty of times. Like I remember when Billy Crystal left for two seasons. I don't remember Clipper Daryl dancing in Staple at Sports Arena. Right. I don't remember any of that shit because that didn't happen. Right. When the Clippers became cool, a lot of people came out of the woodworks and to, for it to be cool. And now I can't even wait to see. Like right. I, I feel like I, I'm going to feel like Jeff Crompton. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Like sure. when when the Warriors became cool, it was a big deal. You did. It was a really big deal. And, and so I want to I want to know if you know like the origination of the Clippers. You know what the Clippers are? Clippers right? is a ship. It's a ship. It's a yes. Clipper ship. Yes. So why isn't why isn't the the mascot like a sailor? Why isn't the mascot like fucking Popeye? A Drew? captain. What do you it's want? better than this like colorful no. condor thing. Colorful condor is cool. I mean, it's okay. Nah. I, if I if I'm if I'm Balmer, I'm getting rid of any mascot. I don't. I don't unless I, I don't like it. It's clowny. It's a little corny. It's a little corny. Little it's clowny. worth giving it a shot. I'd rather like invest in super hot cheerleaders. The Laker girls. And, uh, yeah. That's, the Lakers don't have a mascot. No. They have the Laker girls. Yeah. Well, what are you going to be a pond? That's my point. Fucking. That's my point. The Lakers didn't go. Oh, okay. Like, what's in Los Angeles that we that we that's you know the mountain lion? Look, we'll but just we have tried a Laker it. Mountain lion. Look, we tried it, and I'm fine with that. Like, let's yeah. try it. The Condor, the Clipper Condor, like, it, I mean, it's okay, bro. <laughs> it's not it's great. okay. It's but not it has nothing, like you're saying, though, it has nothing to do with the Clippers. Right. And I don't want Clipper Daryl being, first of all, I don't want Clipper Daryl being the voice of the Clippers. <laughs> God damn it. You know? <laughs> Daryl, I respect your fanhood, but you you know, I think I think it's corny, bro. I think right. a lot of that shit's corny. You don't need a car or you know, you know, a, a suit, suit, right? But that's his shtick. That's his thing and and people love him people and I People know get him it. as Clipper Daryl. I get it. I get it, but I'm I'm not playing that, bro. You want to come to you want to <laughs> speak some real Clipper basketball? Come fuck with your boy. But oh man, uh, back to what you're saying. No, I don't. I th- I think that was. Uh, I think Balmer, like any business owner, would consider stuff like that. But once sure. he hears from the people who are actually going to be paying and doing all this stuff, the fans, I, yeah, it's not the fans happen. that matter, right? And and you know we brought up something last year that doesn't get touched on enough, as far as like the Clipper initiative in Los Angeles. Uh, you know they're rebranding. All rebranding. They're they're redoing all of these downtown Los Angeles basketball courts that were shitty, and they're fixing them up and they're putting a Clipper logo on them. And we have a Clips and Drew logo on one of them. Why? Why would they go through all that trouble to literally brand all these brand new courts and try to get the Clipper name out in the city, and then be like, ah. Actually, we're going to have to redo that. We're going we're gonna to switch the name up. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I'm pretty sure this was a question that was asked in a press conference where Balmer said, yeah, maybe I consider it. And it turns into this. Clippers are changing their name, <laughs> their colors. They're, you know, they're going to move to they're going to move to uh, fucking South Dakota. You know what I mean? Like, chill, <laughs> chill, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. This is the, the media is just fucking with me right now. Uh, so I'm off of that. I'm yeah. off of that. Uh, we're, all, we're all grasping at straws here because there is not much to talk about. But there's also there's also something that happened, and I got a lot to say about. Oh, this. what do we got? Well, dude, you know I I really like this kid. I've always liked him. Okay, Jeremy Lin. Oh, who has literally a top ten NBA story within the last twenty years? If you can name ten NBA stories better than Jeremy Lin. You're talking about like his name. rise. I'm just to the saying league. just Jeremy why we're even talking about Jeremy Lin, okay? 
So Jeremy Lin has a press conference. Nobody's picked him up. Him, Jamal Crawford, uh, Dwight Howard, or like Carter, Vince Carter, Smith. are up. They're up. And Jeremy was asked a question. I don't know if it was a press conference or he was speaking somewhere. I think it was in China. Okay, it was I in China he, he speaking was, somewhere. He was doing a Chinese like tour. And he cried and said the NBA has given up on him. And honestly, dude, I, I, I was watching it and I, I said this. <laughs> a famous Jeff Crompton line, bro. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I'm looking at Jeremy Lin. I'm like, yo, bro, you have a degree from Harvard. Yep. You got to play 10 years in the NBA. 10 years or and, and got and got paid very got well 50 million dollars paid very well you literally have again the linsanity story is one of the best stories ever written in the yep. nba for americans for asian americans for asians for fucking everything like it was for for basketball players who never thought they could be anything or they never yes. have a shot it's the story of like getting your shot and taking taking it and and it's just, a movie it's a movie. It's a movie. It's what people, it's what you write a movie about, yes. Drew. You're so right. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here looking at Jeremy Lin and I'm like, yo, bro, it's not that the NBA has given up on you. It's father time and you're not good enough anymore. That's what happens. Okay. You haven't proven, you haven't done, you've been injured. You haven't proven anything in the past four years, five years. Since Lin Sanity. Right. Since that, it really was only, let's just call it three weeks. Okay. Where he took the NBA of by greatness. storm. And he was, he was unbeatable. Right. He was the best player for three weeks on the planet. He beat Kobe. Yeah. Like, he went at Kobe like it was, he went at Kobe, bro. He was hitting game winners. He was doing everything that you could possibly do on a court. Right. Everything was going in, right? So you go from that and you go to houston and los angeles and what was he in orlando atlanta At atlanta <laughs> that's a new team bro atlanta. that's the clippers new team they're gonna be in atlanta atlanta you got atlanta <laughs> uh -huh. and then first and foremost he just won a championship right so shouldn't you be happy Fuck shouldn't jeremy Lin be happy that he won a ring like wouldn't wouldn't you think that would put a smile on his face i get where he's at though but if we can take a step back together yeah man that's gotta suck yeah at every point in every single athlete's career, there's a time where you no longer can play. The I'm going game. through it, Drew. Bro, we I, just talked about this. Yeah, man. And and on an amateur level or on a on a great like the best player ever, LeBron James will eventually not be able to play basketball again, and he's going to have to come to this realization. I won't be upset, I, and I'm not upset about Jeremy Lin being emotional about maybe this being kind of the end of his you know, hurrah, the end of his career in the NBA. Uh, but I think, you know, the format with which he, he let that be shown is something you can't do. Because if if I'm an NBA GM, I don't want to hear Jeremy Lin telling me that I've given up on him. It's like, bro, prove me wrong. Where are your workout videos? Come Where? come, come play ball. Like, right. come show your face. Like, mm -hmm. go be on a summer league team, mm -hmm. Jeremy Lin. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about go earn your spot? Let me How see about, you at the Drew, Jeremy. That's what I'm saying, dude. Right. I, I, so, I, you know. I don't feel sorry, Drew. We both we both don't feel sorry. I'm for not him. sorry for Jeremy Lin. You just won a championship. Mm -hmm. You just got traded and rode the bench because you're not good enough to get on the floor. You're not good enough to beat out Fred Van Vliet or anybody else on that team to get yourself on the floor. Go back, invest some of that fifty million dollars into yourself, into a trainer, into some uh, you know whatever whatever thing that you can do to pull the last amounts of athleticism out of yourself and get a roster spot and try it one more time mm -hmm. give it a full go with that and so i tell you what man maybe one year off in the nba is what he needs maybe he maybe he needs to go play in china because i tell you what he'll make a lot of money in china bro they'd love him over there he will make a lot of money in china so if he puts in the work 
and actually is dedi- rededicates himself to the game, takes one year off from the NBA, who's to say that he can't make it back in a year from now? I mean, shit, dude, Jimmy Fredette, Jimmy Fredette is, is on the Warriors roster. Well, he didn't, he didn't end up making the full roster. But my point is, is like, dude, we have comeback stories all the time, man, all the time. And there's nothing to say that Jeremy Lin is, it, it can't do that. But don't cry on a podium after you just want to ring and, and try to make us feel sorry for you. <clears throat> Homie, that's not, that's not the right look. I, it definitely was not a right look. And you're so right with he has so many more options. Bro, you know, to go and it's it's more of like, dude, you have a degree from Harvard. You have fifty million dollars. People know your name. You won a championship. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like, if like you said, if you want to, I want to see you with the Drew. I want to see you, uh, you know, playing pickup. I want to see you with the Rucker. I want to see you with Dykeman. Why does he think he should just get a spot? Exactly. So it's ego, who, bro. Who are you to yeah. just be like, oh, just I'm Jeremy Lin. Like right. I don't get a roster spot, right, bro? No, <laughs> you know, you know, earn your spot, homie. Okay, same shit with Carmelo. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. It's and Melo, it's it's even the bigger snub. Like, so if if if, if you're, Jer- I'm taking Melo over fucking Jeremy Lin My any point day. Is, is, is if you're Carmelo Anthony and you're looking at Jeremy mm-hmm. Lin crying on a podium, you got to be like, bro, bitch, you got a chip. I'm a ten time <laughs> All Star, three time Olympic champion. Right. Uh, how about you take a minute and, right. and relax? Right. So, so I, we're aligned on this. We're too. both with that, but I want to I want to preach on how why he got emotional though because I kind of feel the same way. I'm going through the same thing, not the same exact thing as Jeremy Lin. I didn't go to Harvard no. or have fifty million dollars in the bank yet, but I know what <laughs> I know what it's like when it's like it's it, time. It, well, it's time to like take a step back and realize, yo, bro, I can't be hooping five days a week. You're anymore. not 25 anymore. No, I'm right. not, right. and I and I want to, and I know. It, it's hard for me, Drew, because I know people still want to see me play basketball, and I know I can't play at this moment the way I should be playing. Right. But I'm I'm cognizant of it. I know it. Like I'm finding different avenues to put my passion into, which is talking about basketball and and teaching, still and, having the game in your life, one hundred percent. Right. I'm still gonna play basketball, and hopefully, once my feet get better and the knee gets better and like my health gets better, like yeah, I'll be back on the court doing what I got to do. But Again, there comes a time, and my dad, I, my dad is the reason this this is this is how it's going now. Because my pops, when baseball was taken away from him, he was playing well into his forties, and when it was taken away from him, he had nothing. He didn't like he he had no other uh, no other avenue to put his passion like into something. Right? You know what I'm saying? Because yep. that's all he thought he would be doing. And so I learned from him that I need to know. I caught this four years ago, mm. where I'm like, okay. You know, these kids are really, nobody wants to be on a video anymore, you know, so these kids are coming at me harder than ever. Right. So, you know, I I understand where he's coming from, but on the other hand, it's like, bro, you should look back and be like, fuck, I did that, dude. Right. I mean, you were sleeping on your brother's couch, Jeremy, yeah. when you got the call up from the Knicks. And you, you beat the odds. You are one in one billion, dog. And you should just be so thankful for that it's really hard and as you're saying this like i i, I totally agree with everything you're saying it, it it has to be really hard in that moment right like like right when it hits you're mm-hmm. like man i actually might be done that is a moment that every athlete has like i'm saying but for him to have that in a, such a public forum 
all it does is just it it, it conveys weakness. You you know it, who's going to take his spot though, Drew? Who's that? Monte Ellis. Who we're watching? We're watching. Been play, out of the league for two right? or three years. You know now. who's going to take your spot? Frank Nitty, who was like working at a supermarket right. before before he realized They're holy still shit, hungry. I could play. Yeah, I could play basketball. They're still hungry. Amari Stoudemire is going to take a position on an NBA team because they're looking at him because they're putting in the fucking work. So I'm with you. I wasn't even thinking about that right. route because right. I'm pretty sure Jeremy Lincoln's still ball. There's a reason why you people picked you up. Right. You can play in the NBA. Yeah. But we got to show us, baby. Right. Show gotta, us. Is, this is J.R. Smith, Nick yep. Young, all those guys. That They're we just in the same boat. About. Like, is Nick Young crying on Instagram? Nope. No. Nick Young's at the Drew getting better. Trying to play. Telling the USA team, like, yo, if I you got need you. me, I got you. You guys need a shooter? Right. I got it. I got it. Man, Hooper's hoop, Jeremy. Keep your fucking head up, dog. And that's the thing too is I, I, I what I we're, we're being negative about it, but we're realizing the, the position that he's in. The only thing that I think we're being critical of is him is him doing that in a public forum. It's okay to have that thought, but there's two ways to react, right? You, you either kind of cave in and say, you know what, I, I this is it, I, I don't have anything left, I can't do it, no one's going to help me out, or you turn that around and say, yo, let me let me reach out to Kobe. Because Jeremy Lin played with Kobe Bryant. Yes. Let me reach out to the numerous amounts of players that I've met over the course of my life that will help me support me. Mello. He can reach out to Mello right now. Dude, the, the list of people that love Jeremy Lin, that respect him for what he did, is is millions of people. So, so reach out to someone and start earning it back. Because there's definitely going to be a team that loses a guard to an injury. Every year it happens. And they're going to be a spot. And whether or not he's available to take it, whether or not he's in shape to take it, whether or not he has the mindset to take it, everything has to do with him and not the NBA, not the GMs, not the teams that are not you know offering him fifteen million dollar contracts. Because that's not going to happen. He's no. not going to get that. But also, like if you watch the Linsanity on Netflix or whatever that was on, it's a great first, thirty for thirty. It was ESPN. It was thirty for thirty? Are you sure? Yes, 100%. it was. Okay, it was a thirty for thirty. So that documentary. Uh, but there was also a movie, dog. There was no, no, also because he's a he was it was an unbelievable story. So you so can yeah, there's a thirty for thirty and there's a documentary. Okay, on. yeah. So the, I'm talking about the documentary, not the thirty for thirty, because that the thirty for thirty was great. But the documentary was literally Jeremy Lin with a crew following him around during while he was doing this. Shit. Yes, and dude, you can do this again. This is social media. Like you can literally rebrand yourself again. Get a get us show what it takes to be an Asian American in the NBA to make a roster over all these other guys, create the content, build your brand once again, and then go out on your high horse, bro, and go to fucking China like Kobe and like Chris Paul and Melo and Blake Griffin are going to be doing after their careers, continuing building their brands. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There's so many. And again, or you could say, fuck it, basketball. I got a Harvard degree with money in the bank. Let I'm going to make be something happen. Just fine. Yeah. Dude. Right. Just fine freaking fine so this is the thing is like Probably we're not we're not sorry for you jeremy no. lynn either either figure it out and get back on the floor mm -hmm. or don't and figure it out we got you we, we respect you <laughs> you nothing earned but, my nothing respect, but respect seriously turn it on or don't oh my lord Dude, i gotta say something though i oh, gotta okay. bring this up this is so not basketball oh, okay. related okay euphoria hbo really good show i'm fucking in love too but <laughs> but that show we we like to talk about shows yeah, so, like so yeah we, we have like our favorites we, we have our favorites office last chance you office I'm talking more like net Netflix and, yeah, yeah. and HBO well, that's what, kind of shit yeah, Game of Thrones we're thronies oh yeah you know what I mean but I you know I work HBO with, did it again with oh this one oh my lord Drake? I work with 
That's another. Is it Drake? Uh, Drake is a producer, executive producer of Euphoria. I didn't know that. Yeah, shut Drake up. Drake and Future are are shut up executive producers. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and Jeff Crompton sent me an article today where Drake, Drake and uh, LeBron, or is it Kevin Durant, are collabing now oh, I don't on know a production company. I don't know. It's, about it's either this. KD or LeBron. He it's, sent it to me. It's probably KD because LeBron's already has that in motion. LeBron has, but there's something going on with them. But anyways, back to Euphoria. Yeah, uh, people have been telling me for weeks to watch the show. I'm, I, I have some issues with, with watching drug use and a lot of dicks, okay? For, for, for just, 16 and 17-year-olds. Yeah, it's just a little too much It's for heavy. Me. It's heavy. You had told me before I even started it, you're like, Clips, you might not... It's a little, some, some parts are a little tough to watch. Right. It, it, but it brings I, me anxiety now because I'm an old man. Shook. We're, we're both old men I was here. shook. I mean, I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, man, I used to party in high school, but I, this is... Not a, like that, This though. is another level, right? bro. This is some other stuff. But my girl. Yeah. Say her name. Zendaya. She is so fine. And not even just fine, but guys. Great actress. She is amazing. If she doesn't win anything for this, I'm going to be shocked. Yeah. She did such a great job. All of them did such a great Everybody job. Everybody in that show is And you great. need to watch the, sh- watch the show. Yeah. For all those that have an HBO login or an HBO subscription, enjoy it. For all, that, for all those that don't, just text people, bro. That's, we're, we're in the generation now. How many of you actually listening to us right now? Have your own Netflix login, okay? <laughs> Use your network. Your network is your net worth, all right? Facts. So this is how you get HBO, Facts. okay? Text somebody that you know. Uh, figure it out. Watch Euphoria. It is, uh, It's. I think it's probably the best show that's currently being aired and on I'm television. And I'm farther. I finished. Well, I finished. I'm, I'm up to I'm date. behind. I'm behind You're a couple behind. episodes uh, because I cannot binge it. It gives me anxiety. Oh, it's tough, bro. <laughs> but I'm saying even like... Acting the 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 uh, soundtrack is ridiculous. Yep. They 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 pull shit out that like I, I was shazamming like twenty times. Oh, during, yeah. It's a great show. Just peep it out. Do that. Do that for your boy. But you were mentioning texting, right? Yeah. So I put our phone number oh. on our page. You did. Yeah, we have a contact. We are now contact. Oh oh. We are contact friendly on our Instagram page at Clips and Drew. I am at Clips five five five. Drew is at drew the right thing but we are combined together at clips and drew that's right you can push the contact button and send your boy a text message if you want to talk if you got a question please if you want to say fuck you drew i hate your takes <laughs> like you can do that if you like yes you can yes um, you can but if you don't do that keep screenshotting like we're doing you guys have been getting a little lazy on it lately i know i know you guys are a little bored with the nba season but there's not much there's not much going on we i know get but it. still listen it. to your boys so but what we need what we're trying to do with this text message with this contact is we want to engage mm-hmm. we want to have these conversations if there's something that that you think you know hey dude what about this like i have something about this like what do you think about this we want to talk and we'll i'll re- text you back we will respond yeah Absolutely. But don't get fucking weird because I got a couple weird ones, dude. We will block you as well. I will block you really <laughs> quick, dude. I'll block you really quick. There's a, there's two people, one girl that's being really weird, dude. Uh-oh. And I, I don't like blocking people because I want everybody to be a part of the right. of the process. But Let's just keep it within the framework of the NBA. NBA How about that? And like, I'm still your homie, though. We're yeah, all homies We're here. all homies. But like, come on, dude. Keep it R-rated, not, not NC-17. Yeah, okay? shoot us a text. <laughs> Screenshot when you're listening. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we keep asking for reviews. You guys are you guys are delivering. No, nah, you guys you have can. been lagging on it, dude. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real. If we're going to keep it real, you guys have been lagging. I send stickers to everybody that wants stickers, and a, a lot of you did it, and a lot of you didn't. 
And I got a full batch of stickers coming this week. And you got we got some more stickers. Yeah, I had I had to go out and do that. And we got other shit coming too that I haven't nice. even told you about. I got some I got some shit brewing with New Jersey sets. Uh-oh. Just, I'm, I just I'm gonna let that I'm gonna let that brew for a minute. New Jersey sets. We didn't even talk about the tattoo those though. Guys, I talked to, those guys are dope. They're so dope, and we got some. Those are my boys. Kevin yeah, over there is my guy. Yeah, loves the show. Big big supporter. And we got we got some shit coming. Uh, you might not like it, Drew, but. Is it going to be clipper? Well, shit? I'm not. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to really. Sounds like say, a. No, it's like just a clips. You know, it is <laughs> not so much a no. Andrew. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is. If it's a, if it's a goddamn, just if, chill. If it's a clipper jersey with my name stop. on it, stop. I'm dude. not going to appreciate. I know. It. Stop. It is what it is. Uh, my boy Chewbacca that follows us on our clips and Drew page. He posted a song today that took me back to 2003. Took me right back, and it's a shame that we haven't put my boy on there, DMX. Oh. Get it on the flow. Get it, get it on the flow. What? Get it on the flow. Get it, get it on the flow. What? 2003 Swiss Beats DMX. Bang this. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew, we're ghosts. Let's get it on. Again, it's the darker nigga, hit a sparker nigga, pick a partner nigga, but the dog is bigger, under stress, so unless you want to get blessed to the chest, with slurs from the strip of West, best, or the bubble put a hurt on a nigga, dumb six motherfucker feet of dirt on a nigga, my hands stay dirty, cause I play dirty the mob way, you don't know, fuck it, find out the hard way, a nigga's job is never done, a hand on my business, hot come, and it's never been a one on one, there hasn't been a problem, I dissolve them like salt, like it up, like a fall, whenever wreck is caught, and it's my fault, keep niggas on point, ducking down. Niggas like you need to get bust, you fucking clown. I extort to support my peace and hold down the fort. Never get caught if I creep, nigga. Get it on the flow, get it, get it on the flow. Get it on the flow, get it, get it on the flow. Which way to go? Yeah. Should I play the low for what I did to offer data? Yo, the way to flow got me striking this random. I can't stand the thick ass nigga. Wanna be the phantom looking over my shoulder? Cause it's colder than it was. They start shorty because I'm a little older than cuz. And the buzz from the saw with the chain to your brain would turn that big nigga to a fucking stain. The pain from the dirt makes the hurt go away for a minute. But I'm gonna die by it cause I'm like knee deep in it. And you motherfuckers wonder why I start shit. Cause when you look in my face, you see that hard shit. Cause I done been to hell and back. I ain't with selling crack, I'd rather rob a nigga Leave him with a shell up in his back On the bill, just to show proof Hit the GWB and blow the whole roof Off the toe boot, bitch ass nigga Get it on the floor, get it, get it on the floor Get it on the floor, get it, get it on the floor Stay out of sight while it's light. Yeah. If the 
come out at night to make moves again, stomp and bruise again. I know I'm going to hell, cause I choose to sin. All my motherfucking life, I've been the devil's advocate. Mad niggas never even knew the devil had a kid. But he does, and when you hit a buzz and a chainsaw, he'll know what I spilt your motherfucking brains for. Get it on the floor, get it, get it on the floor. Get it on the floor, get it, get it on the floor. You don't wanna party and your ass gotta go. Start something, it's gonna be something. Yo, don't start nothing. 